Welcome to The Extra Pass, brought to you by Phoenix Radio and Internet Sports Media. Here is your host, Matthew Medina. Welcome to the brand new rebranded The Extra Pass podcast. I've changed the name from Funky Cold Hoops, which was a cool play on my last name, Medina. But I thought it was time for an upgrade. I was going to use the layup line, but that's already taken. So this is our new, uh, the prison, this is part of the Prism Network. This is our new po- uh, podcast. It's called The Extra Pass. So I think I like it a lot better. Everybody else I've talked to likes it better. has a cool acronym, TEPP, T-E-P-P. Um, it's a little bit more professional. And you know exactly what I'm talking about when we say The Extra Pass. You know we're talking hoops. So uh, this is our hoops podcast. Um, we're just going to keep, you know, with the thing. Everything is going to be the same. Just change the name. Again, my name is Matthew Medina. Um, and this is, like I said, our basketball-only podcast, and uh, we're just rebranding the name. Hope you guys like it. If you do, let us know. If you don't, we'll go back, but I doubt it because I'm pretty sure I'm going to stick with this one. This sounds better. Um, so today is our, our basketball-only podcast. I'm going to talk a couple things, a lot of breaking news that happened today. So I'm going to talk <clears throat> Excuse me. I'm gonna talk about that, and I'm going to talk part one of like my free agency Actually, you know, this is all just part one of like the free agency transfer, uh, summer trade stuff like that. I'm really gonna talk about one main thing. Obviously, Chris Paul to the Rockets. That's huge. And I'm gonna just do something that's I would I would like to see, but it, I know it's not gonna happen. But I think it'd be a cool scenario. But we'll talk about that. Um, and then we're gonna talk about Phil Jackson getting fired. Is it the right move? Was he the problem? Is he was he was he the problem or was he just a problem? So you know we'll get to all that, but first we're just gonna um, start with the Chris Paul trade. Obviously that's the biggest deal there. Um, he gets traded to Houston, and the pieces are for he gets traded for like Lou Williams. I'm sorry, not Lou Williams. Yeah, Lou Williams. Lou Williams and the main piece are Lou Williams, Sam Decker and Patrick Beverly who everybody likes I I think he's a good player I don't think I think he's a little overrated but anyways um and they got a first round pick they got DeAndre Liggins as cap considerations and stuff like that blah 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 um I didn't like it at first because I was thinking these guys really need the ball they both do they can't really survive without the ball. And Chris Paul is very particular. I'll put it the politically correct way there. Very particular. He, when you're as smart as he is basketball-wise, you just you just know what to do. Like he just he's kind of a micromanager on the court. Obviously, it's great because he's a future Hall of Famer, first ballot lock, no doubt about it. Despite what other people have said. <clears throat> people that I know and I proved one of them wrong today by the way so shout out to me um, he's really good and I didn't like it at first because here's the thing I don't care I know what the numbers say James Harden is not a better player than Chris Paul and Chris James Harden can't James Harden's not a great shooter, despite what people think. He shot 34% from three, which is okay, but not he's not great. Um, he doesn't defend. 
And really, the way he gets points is he manufactures points at the rim and at the free throw line. He gets a ton of points at the free throw line. So I didn't, I didn't like it because I was like, well, you know, you're going to take the ball out of James Harden's hand because Chris Paul's a better player. And what's James Harden going to do? And even though it's a very, it's still a very good player, you're kind of, I didn't know if it was going to work, especially because James Harden, you know, kind of wants to be the man. And, and this is his team. Chris Paul is the better player. So I started to look at it from a different perspective because now I've kind of, you know, I thought about it, thought about it, thought about it. This only works just because I saw I saw information. Uh, there was a report that Harden and Paul want to play together. So when guys say they want to play together, that means they've already talked about how they're going to play together. So um, I was like, let me think about this for a second. Let me not make a rash judgment here. So in my head, this is the only way this works. Chris Paul has to be the one to acquiesce. And you're like, well, duh, man. That's uh, he, look at James Harden's numbers. Yeah, 29 points, 11 assists, stuff like that. Blah blah blah. You know the drill. Eight rebounds or nine rebounds, whatever it was. Well, yeah, he, he has a usage ratio of 35 percent. Uh, Chris Paul was 25% average, only two less assists, and he played six less minutes. Chris Paul is a better player, better shooter, better scorer, better defender. However, he's 32, and his knees are not that great. I'm going to interpret this as Chris Paul has told Chris Paul, hey, if you want to win a ring, you're the one that's going to have to change. Because Chris Paul can go up and spot up shoot. Chris Paul can come. That's another thing. James Harden doesn't come off screens. James Harden creates the screens. like Not like a Reggie Miller or a J.J. Redick or anything like that. Chris Paul can do those types of things because Chris Paul is just so smart. And I'm not saying James Harden is not smart. He's just not as smart as Chris Paul. So I have to interpret this that Chris Paul is the one who's saying, all right, you're going to extend my career because I'm going to continue playing 30 minutes, <clears throat> excuse me, 30 minutes or so or less. And James Harden's like, well, great. You can relieve me some point guard duties. And I think Chris Paul's going to play off the ball. That's the report that came out. There's that he's looking forward to playing off the ball. The problem with Chris Paul, uh, not the problem, the issue or this, the thing that comes up is he doesn't trust many players. I'm going to go on a limb and say this is him showing that he trusts James Harden with the ball, which you you should because he just you know had an awesome season, 29 points, 11 rebounds, 8 assists. So those are awesome numbers. So, yes, you can trust him. He makes really good decisions with the ball. Obviously, they're not as good as Chris Paul's, but I think this is Chris Paul finally acquiescing and saying, hey, I'm going to trust Harden with the ball. I'm going to take up spot-up shooting because I'm a 40% shooter from three. Um, I'll play a little bit. I'll play even more hard on defense because I could save some energy from offense. <laughs> Excuse me. Wasn't planning on that sneeze there. And I also think this isn't the first domino. They have some interesting pieces. I think they could go get either Paul George. I don't know how, but Daryl Morey pulls things up. By the way, shout out to Daryl Morey. He continues to just figure things out, unlike his mentor, Danny Ainge. Danny Ainge keeps dra- you know, keeps accumulating assets, but hasn't pulled the trigger and turned into anything. Darryl Morey turned assets 
into James Harden, turned assets into Dwight Howard, turned assets or created space, assigned Dwight Howard, turned assets into Chris Paul. I mean, this you got to give this guy credit. He just he keeps pulling the trigger. He he got the superstars. Okay, I got the superstar in his prime. I got to do everything I can so that that we can win a title. So at the end of the day, you can say, well, we just weren't good enough. It's better to say we weren't good. If you're not going to win a title, it's better to say we we just weren't good enough compared to, man, you guys didn't, you, you, the GM didn't do his job, you know? Um, so I think they're going to end up with a wing player. I don't know how. I don't know who. I don't know where. Um, but it's very interesting out there. If they can find Sacramento's going to have a lot of cap space if they if they want to use him as a third partner, but they they're going to want picks, and Houston just gave up their pick, which is, <laughs> and such a Daryl Morey move, top three protected, because you never know. Um, <laughs> so it's it, there's one more piece to go there, and it could be Carmelo Anthony. Um, let's just, let's transition to the Knicks for a little bit. They fired Phil Jackson. Let's talk. Let's talk about that real quick. Um, obviously, I think Phil Jackson's been trying to get fired. I think he's had some duds. You know, the Derrick Rose contract, the Joakim Noah contract, those were duds. Um, I think he had a, he's had some good picks. So I think he's had some good things. Like, um, you know, he drafted Porzingis. He drafted this French kid everybody likes, Frank the Tank, Frank the Kalina or whatever. Herman Gomez, people like him, so he's he's drafted players. We all thought um, eh, he ended up didn't being much, but like he's he's been all right. Drafting, he just can't seem to really work it out as far as free agents and you know man management. Um, the problem with the Knicks is not gone. It's not Phil Jackson. Everybody's like, oh Phil Jackson, like like Michael Rucker or whatever his name is. I forget Rappaport. He's like oh Jimmy D, you did good. No, Jimmy D did not do good. He'll do good when he sells the team. Jimmy James Dolan is still the problem with that team. They need to. He needs to sell the team. The Knicks are never, ever going to be better with him as its, the owner. That's just the bottom line. And you know what does this mean for Carmelo? I don't know. Maybe his contract expires next year. Maybe they buy him out. If they buy him out, look for him to go to Houston. I think that'd be a really good fit. Um, they could use another a third offensive. By the way, we've really started to undervalue Carmelo Anthony. I understand he's a ball hog, he's a black hole, whatever. He's still a damn good basketball player. He can put the ball in the hoop, despite what people can say. Let me pull up his numbers real quick. I really like Carmelo Anthony. I think you also have to understand what you're going to do with Carmelo Anthony. Um, we forget that he took the Denver Nuggets to the Western Conference Finals and was a couple wins away from going to the NBA Finals. Like, that matters. Like, everybody, you know, who who loves Chris Paul or, you know, gets mad at Chris Paul, and they say, oh, well, he's never took a team out of the second round. Chris, Carmelo Anthony was this close to going to the finals. So, you know, I want to slow the pump the brakes there. Let's pull up Carmelo Anthony's numbers last year. Oops, I didn't want splits. I want stats. I mean... You can't really complain. 22 points on 43% shooting from the field at 33 years old, and he's a 36% shooter from three. He's a better three-point shooter than James Harden. He's better than at three-point shooter than James Harden. He gets, listen, you turn him into Huey Brown, he gets you the six rebounds, okay? He's giving you the three assists. Um, 
doesn't really turn the ball over to like that's another unwarranted like listen I just don't think he's that bad. I think he's really good, you know? And then you put him as, like, the third best player on that team, you got something. He could spot up shoot. He's a 36% shooter from three. Like, we just forget that stuff. And let me check out his – let me go to the advanced stats. Let me see what his usage was. His usage was pretty high there, 28%. But, you know, he was pretty efficient. You can't really complain. Um – so I, I kind of want him to get bought out. I know he wants to stay in New York, but I, I would love to see Carmelo Anthony win a ring just because we're going to, if he doesn't win a ring, people are going to forget. or they're, I don't think they're going to give credit to the career he's had starting from college. He's a national champion in college. He's like a three-time Olympic champion or two, at least two-time. Um, you know, and if he can get the NBA title, that'd be, I would like to see Carmelo Anthony um, win the NBA title. He's a really good dude off the court. Um, he's done a lot for Puerto Rico, the island. He's done more for Puerto Rico than like the people who run the island. So, like, he's a really good dude. Who I, I think I don't think he gets credit for some of the stuff he does. And can he be a black hole to a degree? Yeah, he wants to chuck shots because he's because he's a scorer. He's a he's a he's a scorer. That's what he is. So. You know, I don't think he's as bad as people think he is. I think we've gotten to the point where he's underrated. Um, you know, obviously he's not going to be the best player on the team, but if you put him on a team with, with Chris Paul and um, and James Harden, I mean, you're going somewhere. I mean, he's just really good. He could, he's shown in the Olympics he can play defense when he wants to. He's taken up the challenge when he's got to play uh, LeBron James. Like, this guy can defend. He just he doesn't really want to because he's got to carry the offensive load. It's not easy. It's not easy to do both. Kawhi Leonard is a, is the is the outlier. It's not easy to be offensively the number one guy and defensively the best guy. Those aren't easy things. So I know I'm going on about Carmelo, and I don't even like the Knicks, but I just like Carmelo Anthony. I really do. I just think he's – I think we're going to look back and say, oh, actually, he was really good. and He should be a first ballot Hall of Famer. I, I don't doubt it, but, you know, just I think people really hate him for no reason, like – Maybe he's not a fit. He's more efficient than you think. So, um, I like. I hope they buy him out. I hope they buy him out and he goes to um, to Houston. They could. Probably, if I was Houston, I might even trade for him. Let's pull up the old ESPN trade machine. Oh, I didn't want salary, so I want trade machine. Probably should have had this trade done already, but it's okay. You guys can bear with me. I'm not going to be on for too much longer here. Let's pull up Houston. Nope, not Golden State. Houston. Okay. And let's put up the Knicks. The Knickerbockers. So he makes $24 million. See, the thing with being such a good GM is you don't have any bad contracts. So you would have to trade, what, Ryan Anderson, which probably wouldn't be good. Yeah, they can't trade for him because they're so thin up front as it is. They can't do it. So, you know, we'll see. Um, yeah, I, I think Phil wanted to be fired. I don't think he's as bad as people think he is. There were some things he did that are smart. Again, here's the other thing you have to take into consideration. Phil Jackson is now an executive. You know, he's the man. People don't uh, – people, Americans don't like the man. So when the man gets fired, everybody gets happy. Um 
I don't obviously I don't like the way he treated Carmelo Anthony. That was stupid. Obviously, what the heck he whatever the heck he was doing with Porzingis, stupid. Um, but you know you had to fire him just because of the fact that it was a toxic. But the problem is that James Dolan's still there, and they're never going to solve a problem because he owns the Knicks and he makes a lot of money off them. So there you go, Nick fans. You want James Dolan to leave? Stop going to Madison Square Garden. I know that sounds counterintuitive. But when you keep selling out the game, the arena, well, the owner's like, well, obviously, I'm just going to keep making money. You guys are going to come. doesn't matter if we're good or bad. So, you know, put your money where your mouth's is. You want James Dolan gun? Then don't give him any more money. Even though I understand they make money on the TV contract. Just don't go to the Madison Square Garden. Simple as that. So, that's that. Um, it's going to be interesting what Paul George does. Everybody's trying to get him. Everybody's trying to maneuver to get him. It's going to be interesting to see where he finally ends up. I think Boston has the pieces to do it. I think they need to pull the trigger on it. I think if Pritchard is asking for too much, he really needs to shut up and look at what just happened with Jimmy Butler and Chris Paul. These were guys who were traded, really didn't get the same value. Like, if you could get Jay Crowder, Avery Bradley, next year's Brooklyn pick, and Boston's first-round pick next year, like, you should really just, like, take this to the league office as fast as you can and get it approved because that's – you're, you're, they're winning because obviously they're getting Paul George, but you're winning because you're getting the two first-round picks. You're getting the Avery Bradley, and you're getting Jay Crowder on an awesome contract. So if that if they offer that, take it. If they offer one first-round pick, like the Brooklyn pick, take it. Just take it and move on, okay? Because you'd rather have that than a lame duck season with Paul George. So that's interesting there. So this is what I was talking about. I talked about it on the draft podcast. I'm going to talk about it tonight right now. Not going to take too long, but this is just a dream scenario for me. If, since the Bulls are now tanking, if the Bulls buy out Dwayne Wade's contract, which they've already said it has to be advantageous for us, which means they're going to want to pay him like $20 million instead of the twenty-four, And Dwayne Wade is probably going to want to stick it to them and say, pay me the $24 million. And he's probably going to end up playing like 50 games this season and say, oh, I have, you know, whatever, and get paid. So... I doubt it's going to happen, but I would love for Dwayne Wade to be bought out and not go to Cleveland, not go to the Spurs, not go to the Rockets, uh, not even go to the Warriors, not go to, you know, anything like that. I would actually like to see Dwayne Wade on the Philadelphia 76ers. And I know you're probably like, what? So here's my logic. I honestly believe the 76ers are going to make the playoffs next year. These are the teams that I know for sure are not going to make the playoffs in the East. The New York Knicks, the Brooklyn Nets, the Atlanta Hawks, the Indiana Pacers, um, the Chicago Bulls, and I'm going to go out and say, man, I don't know. So okay, so that's five out of the fifteen out of the fifteen teams in the East. That's five. So there's going to be ten teams vying for a playoff spot. Uh, and depending what happens with the Raptors, if Kyle Lowry leaves or not. So they if they keep Lowry, they're still in. If they if they lose Lowry, they're out. Um, I think the Sixers have a legit shot to make the playoffs. They're going to have the worst division. They're going to have Joel Embiid. Joel Embiid, who's been healthy, by the way, and they're just trying to fake it. Um, they're going to unleash Joel Embiid, Ben Simmons, and Markel Fultz and Darius Sarge, the feds. 
they have a hole at two guard. I know Dwayne Wade is probably like, well, I want to try to get rings and stuff like that. I'm not here to mentor. This is a very unique scenario. I mean, these are three elite. These are three number one picks. Not number one first round picks. These are, oh, well, Joel Embiid was the number three pick. Joel Embiid was going to be the number one pick if he was healthy that year, by the way. This is three top three picks. Two of them were number one. One of them was number three. Should have been number one. Joel Embiid is doing crossover dribbles at the three-point line. I know I keep saying it, but it is insane. Crossover dribbles at the three, step back three. This guy is unreal. If you're Dwayne Wade, and they're not even going to ask you to play that much, go into Philadelphia, teach these guys how to be a professional, how to win in the league, you know, play 20, 25 minutes a game, rest your body, you know, I don't think you need to not miss games. I think playing 20, 25 minutes a game, you know, is beneficial because you're you're staying active and your body's not, you know, going to complete stop. Um, and give it a shot. Just one year. Take one year and play with these kids. See if it works. I would think, I think that'd be awesome. I think Philadelphia would love it. I think he would like, Brent Brown's a really great coach. He needs a veteran, for God's sakes. Can we give this guy a legit veteran? And I know he's not going to do it. He's never going to do it. Um, but man, it would make Philadelphia even more interesting. You'd put him on TV even more because um, they have a name. They've already sold out 14,000 tickets. Like, I think it would be really awesome. I think it'd be great for the league. I think it'd just be great overall if he ends up in Philadelphia. It's not going to happen. I know it's a pipe dream. I'm not a Sixers fan. I'm not trying to be, you know, home or anything. I think that would be cool. It's just I love the game of basketball. I think that's a good basketball move. I think it'd be really fun if Dwayne Wade goes to the 76ers, completes the starting lineup there, and now that's a freaking awesome team to watch. So, you know, we'll see. They do they do need a two-guard. Um, they can't get Dwayne Wade. J.J. Redick wouldn't be bad there. They need a shooter. Um, he can pass, too. You'd love to see J.J. Redick doing a pick-and-roll um, with Joel Embiid. Man, Joel Embiid's so good. So... Let's see. We'll see what happens there. But again, uh, thanks for listening. This is kind of just like part one of the summer. Uh, I'll probably do another one again like Saturday and um, go deeper if there's more stuff. Because then Saturday is July 1st. Yeah, Saturday is July 1st. So there should be like some signings. We'll take a look and see what's going on over there. Um, the Kings are going to be sneaky good players. Uh, uh, sneaky players in free agency. They're going to have a lot of cap space. They have a really... You look at their team. It's not bad. I think the fact that they had a good draft shows that Vivek is stepping back and saying, okay, let me just own the team. Vladi nailed... I mean, I had him as a loser, but I mean, I had him as winners in my draft too. Nailed the draft. I thought they could have taken Blake Monk and that would have been awesome, but they still had a good draft. Um, We'll see. We'll see how it goes from there. But again, thanks for listening. Please... Uh, subscribe iTunes Google Play Podcast SoundCloud um, SoundCloud Google Play Pod Addict Podcast Addict and then iTunes please leave comments anything like that um, and, I, and if you're listening if you're listening for the soccer one just hasn't been too much going the Confederation Cup has been interesting to a degree uh, I'm watching that game right now um, maybe we'll do one it hasn't really been a big signing and I do need to get back on top of that. I'll do an MLS podcast next week. I promise. Uh, But again, thanks for listening. And uh, 
I'm still going to keep the, the tagline, so as you always know, pod don't lie. Thanks. <laughs>